For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The old world is dying. The new world struggles to be born. Now is the time of monsters. So over the past week, um, a particular type of monstrosity uh, known as anti-Semitism has reared its head. Uh, and there's a variety of comments from figures associated with the MAGA right, uh, including former President Donald Trump, uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, Trump fan uh, Kanye West, who's also a very talented musician. Um, and and there's this, these comments are all about the Jews. They run on a spectrum of, you know, arguably impolitic, but not anti-Semitic, or maybe um, uh, elusive to anti-Semitic tropes, or in the case of Kanye West, like straight out, you know, protocols of elder uh, uh, anti-Semitism, classic anti-Semitism. But, but I mean, th there's a spectrum, but um, the, uh, the comments, um, they, they're in a kind of orbit, or they, they uh, suggest a gestalt. And I, I want to like uh, uh, take them, um, uh, analyze where they're coming from, uh, and uh, shortly we'll hear from our guest uh, David Cleon, um, who's a editor at uh, Jewish Currents. Although you know, is speaking of this guest for himself and not for the magazine, uh, is a frequent guest on this podcast. Uh, uh, but uh, let's just start with the comments, and I'll, I'll read them, and then David can uh, start interjecting. So starting with Donald Trump, uh, tweeting um, on his. Uh, social media uh, uh, forum, uh, forum, which is no longer Twitter, but he did uh, put up, post this comment. No president has done more for Israel than I have. Somewhat surprisingly, however, our wonderful evangelicals are far more appreciative of this than the people of the Jewish faith, especially those living in the US. Those living in Israel though, are a different story. Highest approval ratings in the world, could easily be PM, US Jews, uh, have to get their act together and appreciate what they have in Israel before it's too late. <laughs> uh, so Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, had a tweet uh, saying, um, the same banks that hold George Soros accounts and hedge funds also held Jeffrey Epstein accounts and hedge funds. Um, and uh, so finally, uh, we get, um, I, I think the more controversial uh, statements from Kanye, um, which uh, uh, were a tweet that was later deleted by Twitter, and uh, he also lost his Instagram account because of this. Um, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, and that's in caps, Jewish people. The funny thing is, 
I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who whoever opposes your agenda. Um, and, and this was followed by, you know, like a series of interviews, um, one with Fox News where they he made anti-Semitic comments, but they excised it to make him appear more reasonable than he is. Um, and on other media forums, uh, you know, one of which was kind of uh, saying that um, um, his ex-wife making love in front of a fireplace was uh, uh, something that was uh, caused by, uh, and I believe this is almost a direct quote, uh, uh, Jewish Zionists. Uh, and that she was a, as a Christian woman, she would, would never have done that uh, without this malign influence. Uh, and then he just said a bunch of other things. Um, so, so, so again, I want to emphasize there's a spectrum of comments here, uh, but um, maybe it's probably best to take them one by one. And I think we should start with the Trump comment. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, David, uh, welcome uh, to the show. And I should mention to um, uh, the audience that, you know, you're, uh, write for Jewish Current, uh, where you're an editor, but also the New Republic, the Nation, uh, and have now joined the ranks of the great Jewish patriarchs like Abraham by becoming a father. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's true. Uh, I'm I'm a father of a daughter. Um, if I've if my written output has been a little slight recently, it's because I've been working up to that, and 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 now it's happened. Um, and uh, I actually uh, uh, saw G like a few days ago in New York uh, near the hospital where my daughter remains in the NICU, but hopefully not for too much longer. Yeah, that, yeah. so in the spirit of the show, uh, Mazel Tov, uh, uh, it's great to, uh, to have new life. And uh, yeah, let, let's just talk about um, these comments because I, th I think you and I might disagree a little bit on the Trump thing or, or maybe not, but uh, well, what's your kind of take on Trump's comment? Uh, yeah. Well, well, so it's funny. I don't think what Trump said was very new. And the reason I don't for him and the reason I don't think it was very new is that uh, he said something extremely similar in, uh, I guess, August 2019. And I wrote a piece for Jewish Currents called Trump's disloyalty comments or what the Jewish right believes uh, at the time uh, that I think holds up uh, more than three years later. Um, so his comment at the time, he told some White House reporters when he was president uh, that any Jew who votes for a Democrat is showing, quote, either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. Um, and this caused a big freak out on Jewish Twitter at the time um, from people who, you know, said he was basically invoking the kind of, you know, Henry Ford era disloyalty trope that, or Hitler, you know, the Jews are a fifth column, the Jews are not loyal to their country, um, and uh, that he was kind of threatening us. Um, and I, I hope it's clear to anyone listening to this that neither Jeet or I are anywhere close to apologists for Donald Trump. And I do think Donald Trump uh, is in a broad spectrum, a fascist or fascist adjacent or an enabler of fascism. And I just want to make that very clear up front. And, you know, obviously his comments around the Charlottesville March, very fine people, I mean, kind of speak for themselves or they should. Um, but I don't think, I think it is a slight, and 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 if you gun to my head, ask me, is Donald Trump an anti-Semite? I suppose I would say yes. I'd rather say yes than no. But I do think there's some nuance here that's very specific to him um, that's worth exploring 
in the context of those comments three years ago and his most recent comments, which I think basically say the same thing. Um, he doesn't mean the Jews are disloyal to America um, or that Jews are inherently disloyal and they're in, in our souls, you know, that, that we're just, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's making the elders of Zion argument here um, that we're, uh, you know, internationalist cabal with no loyalty to the countries we're in. He means loyalty in a very personal and a very transactional way. Um, what he is saying in full context in both of those uh, comments and, and other comments he's made um, is that he has been, I mean, he says it explicitly in the most recent comments, um, he has been the best president for Israel, which from the point of view of a, you know, greater Israel Likudnik nationalist or, you know, a, a right-wing pro-Israel perspective uh, is is a very plausible argument. Donald Trump, uh, as president, gave uh, Israel's right-wing governments everything they wanted, basically. He, he, he moved the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem. He, uh, you know, negotiated very favorable peace terms to them with uh, autocratic Arab regimes, cutting the Palestinians out entirely. He stood by for numerous assaults on the Palestinians with total support for them. Uh, you know, he he's beloved in Israel. He's wildly popular. He has that line in the recent thing that he could he could be elected prime minister there. And well, obviously, that's not a thing that's going to happen. I think in terms of his general standing with the Israeli public, that's true. He's probably more popular in Israel than any other country in the world, certainly including the United States. Um, and anyone who has, if there are remaining liberal Zionists with a, and there are some with a kind of rosy picture of Israel as a, as a liberal democracy. I mean, be aware what Israel likes is Donald Trump, you know, and they like him mostly because he, he gave them everything they wanted, but also I think because his, his style of politics is very analogous to the style of people like their former and perhaps future right-wing prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, they're, they're very aligned in many ways. Um, so, you know, from Trump's point of view, he's popular in the Jewish state among the Jewish people there, and that's a good thing and something to brag about, and he earned it by doing what they want. And for the maybe a quarter or so of American Jews who, who vote for Republicans and voted for Trump, he's very popular with them too, um, in in no small part because of what he's done for Israel, but also for other reasons, he he tends to a lot of their uh, domestic political priorities, depending on who we're talking about. Um, and his his comments are really targeted at the, you know, seventy or seventy five percent of American Jews who who don't vote Republican, um, including me, uh, and. When he says we're being disloyal, he means to him, first of all, because he thinks, you know, he did something for Israel and we should be grateful for that. Um, and which is just a misunderstanding of, of what we care about and how we look at things, broadly speaking. Um, and he also maybe is arguing that we're disloyal to Israel. You know, we should be loyal to the Jewish state. Now, in saying that, and this is the core thing I argued in my piece three years ago, this is exactly what the Jewish right in America believes and often says, and has said for many years, uh, prominent Jewish conservatives like 
Jennifer Rubin before she became a never Trumper um, back when she was just a neocon or uh, Norman Podhoritz, you know, foundational neocon have made this argument for years, essentially have sort of hand wrung. Why do American Jews continue to vote for Democrats, you know? Um, and their argument is partly about Israel, that Republicans are better on Israel, which wasn't always true. It's only really been true for the last um, 20, 25 years or so. I mean, George W. Bush, I think, made major inroads in that regard. But it used to be uh, not so long ago, the Republicans were the party of, of realists who wanted to rein uh, Israel in. That was true under the elder George Bush. And yeah. Democrats were, were uh, uncompromisingly pro-Israel. And Israel, of course, although it was was then as it is now a militarized apartheid state, it certainly presented itself as being more liberal uh, or even left in some ways than than it even bothers to do today, um, and is more interested in 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 a you know two state peace with the Palestinians than it is today. Um, but uh, you know that those alignments have all shifted. But uh, you know beyond the Israel issue. Uh, members of the Jewish right have argued, well, first of all, they argue that Jews are rich, which not all Jews are, but it's certainly an affluent community compared to the median American. Um, and so shouldn't we want tax cuts? I think they're really befuddled by the idea that, you know, so many Jews are are affluent professional class liberals who actually think taxes are good and a welfare state is good and that minorities should, you know, be supported and not demonized. Um, they'll also play up crime. Uh, they'll play up the idea that um, African Americans or other minority groups are, uh, or Muslim Americans are, are anti-Semites and are dangerous, and that we should want, you know, a tough response to them. Um, and also, they conceptualize Jews as being all white, right? Like the they, like yes. Yes, yeah. they Jews are assumed to be white in their imagining, uh, maybe a special class of white. Uh, and um, no, I mean, the, 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 the right wing Jewish mind essentially says, what, what should we care about? We should care about money. We should care about our communal and religious autonomy, because a lot of the Jews we're talking about are Haredi Jews, who, for instance, if you read the recent um, huge New York Times expose uh, about Haredi, uh, that is, uh, uh, extremely uh, traditionalist or radically orthodox um, sects in that that are heavily represented in New York City, you know, basically run their own school system that is effectively subsidized by New York taxpayers, um, in which they aren't uh, their their students aren't achieving basic proficiency in, you know. English reading and writing and 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 math and and science and things like that and um which you know traps them in these communities they they basically can't leave them uh the boys especially and uh you know this is um this is the kind of thing that actually a lot of even sometimes very progressive or lefty democratic politicians in New York have have become complicit in because uh, it's just more convenient for coalition building to let these communities do that. But certainly Republicans as the party of, you know, um, uh, faith-based initiatives and, and and funding for religious education are very supportive of this. So, um, 
you know, so so I think what this is what I mean, I mean let's uh, to, to give a global view, the view of the Jewish right, like say that Norman Podhortz view, and he's a Trump supporter, the view of the Jewish right is that American Jews should look to their self-interest um uh, as Jews, and that self-interest includes Israel, but also includes issues like affirmative action, tax cuts, yeah. and then should be Republicans. And that Trump has the same kind of view that, like, you know, like I've done a lot for you as a group. Uh, therefore, you should be support me. Um, and, that, 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 and that this is like not just a Trump specific thing, but it's a way of thinking about politics uh, that one gets in sort of, you know, um, multi-ethnic societies like New York City, yes. uh, where politicians think of different groups as uh, voting blocks. And, you know, they have a transactional, I help you, you help me. Uh, and then that's the context for Trump, Trump's comments about like loyalty um, right, so, Maggie, so, I mean, Maggie, Haberman, Maggie Haberman has a new book out, which I haven't read, but I've certainly read her coverage and read interviews with her about it. And um, her thesis as a lifelong New Yorker who used to cover Trump for New York City tabloids is that Trump can only be understood as a product of of decades of, of New York City political culture. Um, and I think that's true, or at least I think that's a major explanatory factor for him. And yeah, that that kind of blunt coalition building. Uh, there's a line I saw quoted, I think, from the book where he mentions um, African-Americans and how he he gave them criminal justice reform, which he did sign a criminal justice reform uh, uh, law. It's one of the better things he, he did. Actually, he did it after being lobbied by Kanye and his then wife, Kim Kardashian. So all of this kind of connects. Um, and uh, uh, he uh, he basically said of Black people, like, I got nothing for that, you know? <laughs> like, they didn't, although I don't know that that's entirely true. I think he did boost his Black support slightly between yeah. 2016 and 2020. But I bring that up because Trump's way of looking at Jews, like his way of looking at Black people or any other um, demographic within America is they're a block. There's like one or two things they want. I give them those things and they should be loyal to me by voting for me. Now, that's a very crude way of looking at any group of people, but it's also kind of how the politics of New York or another big diverse city works. You know, uh, it's it's very schematic and simple, but I do kind of think that's where his head is here. And what he's saying is not Jews are a disloyal fifth column and my supporters should attack them, even if that is how some of his far right supporters and Lord knows he has those uh, may may want to hear it. Um, I think what he's actually saying is he's he's kind of scolding uh, liberal Jews for for not being cheap dates for him for or or for having um, different um uh, politics that I mean, I think I think it's incomprehensible to him or to anyone on the Jewish right uh, that someone like me might think it's bad that Trump moved the uh, the the embassy to Jerusalem or or might think his entire approach to Israel is bad or that many Jews just don't care about Israel that much. And it's just not what they vote on. And they might, you know, they, they rank it way below, for instance, abortion rights, which Trump has had a ruinous effect on, as we as we know. Well, it does seem to me, I mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily see this as like blatant anti-Semitism, but implicit in that is um, the, the idea that American Jews uh, should have a loyalty to, to Israel and should, um, that this foreign state 
should be like, you know, loom large in their thinking. And it does certainly for like many American Jews, but for, as you say, for many, it doesn't. So, so I, I think, the, you know, or, or it does, and we have a. In some ways, I mean, in some ways, it's the it's a flip side of like classical anti-Semitism, which is say Jews um, have a, a dual loyalty. Uh, they're really loyal to Israel. They should be just 100% loyal to America. Whereas actually, Trump is saying perversely, well, no, they should have a dual loyalty, and that should make them support me. Like it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very much like that, and. Um, the part at the end of the latest comment where he says, you know, before it's too late, I think some some people with similar politics to mine are taking that to be a threat. Uh, Trump is essentially like threatening a pogrom if, if we don't vote for him or something. Uh, I don't I don't read that way either. I mean, it's you know, he's always a little muddled in his thinking. But I think what he's actually saying is that the woke left uh, is going to come for us, you know, Ilhan Omar and um you know, uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib and 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 various uh, subaltern communities are going to, you know, come for us and kill us if we don't support Trump, uh, who will support Israel, support the cops and crack down on those very communities. I mean, that's how I read it. It is racist. Mm. Um, and it's uh, at the very least very condescending to, to Jews um, and racist to many other people. But I, I, I read it to mean like, only I, Donald Trump, and the right can can protect you um, from the the many people who are on the left uh, who who want to kill you, um, and who you know who want to kill you in America and want to kill Israelis. So why aren't you voting for me? Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? That's I think that interpretation is much more consistent with Trump's entire pattern. And I should also say, and I don't mean any of this as a defense of Trump. I think his, I mean, I think his views toward Israel are horrific. I think his um, views toward various minority groups are, are horrific. Um, I, 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 I think the idea that we owe him loyalty is is offensive on many different levels. Um, and and I'd be happy to say that amounts to a form of anti-Semitism. But there's a kind of visceral anti-Semitism transitioning to some of the other people we want to talk about that I think is like rooted in a deep, like, subconscious hatred of Jews, a revulsion at Jews that some some people feel. And I actually don't think that describes Donald Trump. Um, it's, it, you know, I don't want this to be reduced to the sum of his best friends or Jewish thing. I mean, I think even with his, although it's very much true, some of his, to the extent he has friends, he's he has many Jews who've been around him for years. It's well known that his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who he empowered to do a lot of things for Israel, is Jewish, uh, Orthodox Jewish, and that his daughter, Ivanka, whom he adores, converted to Judaism. Now, there's stories in Haberman's book and elsewhere about impolitic things he said about Shabbat or whatever. But honestly, like, I don't, I don't read that as anti-Semitic. I read that as Trump is just a blunt, politically incorrect vulgarian who says whatever dumb thing crosses his mind. Um, but you can't really understand Trump, as Haberman said, without understanding New York. And another way of saying that is you can't understand Trump without understanding that he's been surrounded by Jews his entire life, that his social circle is full of Jews. Now, I don't think he likes um, lefty Jewish intellectuals very much. I don't think he likes... Um, 
you know, the kind of Manhattan liberal elites who look down on him much. Um, but there's a type of, you know, amoral or right-wing Jewish mocker that's an extremely familiar type in New York and, and the tri-state area uh, that he's not only comfortable with, but like those are his people, you know? Like that's, that's the world he travels in. Um, so I think, and, and you know, I, I think Donald Trump, does he does he um indulge in Jewish stereotypes? Absolutely. Does he make common cause with um fascist anti-Semites? I mean, straightforward fascist anti-Semites uh who agree with him on on uh things he said about Mexicans and 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 uh immigrants of all stripes and, and Muslims. Yes, I mean, clearly. Um, but is Donald Trump to his core a Jew hater? I don't think he is, or at least I don't think that has a lot of explanatory power uh, for him. And I don't think that's what was meant with his disloyalty comments three years ago or now. Um, whereas I think there are people who really hate the Jews, and let's talk about some of them. Okay, okay, no, I, I, I want to, yeah, I think that's a good point to transition. Oh, I want to, as we transition, I want to like hit on one point which you've made a couple of times, but really articulated. Um, uh, because I think it helps us on this point, which is that his comments might be that of a sort of crass Bulgarian uh, transitional politician, a transactional politician who wants um, to make deals uh, and who sees people as, as, as an ethnic bloc. But as you've said, you know, how are these comments heard by, you know, his broader coalition, which does include, you know, neo-Nazis and anti-Semites and the very fine people at Charlottesville. Um, how, uh, there's a real question of like whether, you know, we can give the most innocent possible interpretation to Trump's thing, these his comments, but that they, they still, like once you introduce these comments into the wider world, they, they, they're a gateway towards um, some stuff that is real anti-Semitism. Um, and I, I think we should just hit on Marjorie Taylor Greene very briefly. And I think that Kanye perhaps offers a little bit more meat, but um, I mean, I do think that, the, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, okay, Soros, you know, is a rich guy. I think rich guys should be criticized. Um, I think uh, rich guys who associated with uh, Jeffrey Epstein should be criticized. And some of those rich guys who associated with Jeffrey Epstein were um, have included Jews as well as many Gentiles. Uh, the uh, but her making this tweet, which links like George Soros's bank accounts uh, with Jeffrey Epstein's accounts, considering the fact that George Soros, I mean, you can say many critical things of him, and I'm happy to. But you know, like it's not the case that he's had. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I've never seen anything like linking him actually with Jeffrey Epstein. So, so, so I feel like there's something really sick and twisted in that tweet. Did you no, know far, you... far from it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw that Epstein, when he was sort of doing one of his damage control tours after his first conviction, like wanted to do something with Soros and Soros wouldn't take his call. Is that right? Yeah, um, I, yeah that sounds basically right. And I think, I mean, I think it is worth emphasizing that 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 is the kind of. Um, I don't know how many people took Epstein's calls afterwards, but some people like Bill Gates. Bill, Bill Gates sure did. Yeah, Bill, Bill Gates Clinton did, sure and did. a lot of uh, you know Larry Summers. Uh, 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 actually, his his wife took money from uh, Jeffrey Epstein yeah. for, for a pro, uh, project, and and um, uh, uh, Summers seems to have collected money from Epstein for various Harvard projects. And so 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 there's so yeah, I mean I mean just like. I have to say, like, I, I cannot see your tweet as being, like, innocent in any way. Like, it, oh. it's deliberately, like, you know, um, putting well, it... We're, uh, we're talking about someone who infamously referred to Jewish space lasers, uh, a, a concept that's so absurdist, I don't even really understand or remember the context it came in. I'm not sure it yeah, matters, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, I, don't know. I mean, she, she, yeah, she's, yeah. but I, I, so I want to say, like, if there is a Trumpian, if Trump is to be blamed, um, and as you, you know, like, even if one puts the most, uh, the innocent spin on his comments, various comments over the years, I think he has opened the gateway to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. That, that's the only thing I want to emphasize. And I think that is clearly anti Semitism. And yes. I think, like, Conway, uh, Kanye um, is uh, also presents a very interesting case. Um, because, you know, I mean, some people get mad when you say this, that this is, you know, like Kanye is doing, uh, we can agree, like classical anti-Semitism, but I, I think that also has a political salience. So it's not an accident that he's getting a kind of approval from the, you know, the kind of, to the, the right wing of the Trumpist movement. There's sort of Candace Owen. Uh, now there's talk of uh, Kanye buying Parler, which is a kind of, you know, social media platform where the, you know, anti-Semitic uh, MAGA type people um, and, and, you know, like kind of hold court because they're not allowed on Twitter. So I, I do think that there's a, that Trump opened up this gateway to the figures like that. Uh, but, but I think there's a lot more to say about Kanye. Do you want to like, yeah, yeah. Or, so, or, um, yay or whatever. You yeah. Yes. He he's now referring to himself, I guess. I'm, I'm actually happy to call him yay because, uh, like everyone in my generation, I'm, I'm fond of Kanye's best music. Um, well, wow, incredibly, there's someone walking by my window in Brooklyn at this exact moment wearing a Yeezus uh, <laughs> uh, hoodie. I'm not making that up. What a what a wild coincidence. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think Kanye, uh, I don't know if he's done anything worth praising in the last several years, but, um, you know, his, his body of work is already classic and he's certainly not the first popular artist to, to um, you know, lose his mind, uh, or or do or say really offensive things. So I I suspect yeah. I suspect. Well, well, no, no, be not to, yeah, not to toot uh, my horn, toot my horn too much, but in 2018, when he first started to like kind of go off the rail and 
uh, is alliance with MAGA. I, I did write an article for the Republic saying that uh, Kanye West is the Ezra Pound of rap. Uh, and I think- Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually, I feel like very vindicated by that because, you know, like there's a couple of uh, points of innovation. You know, like obviously Ezra Pound was not a popular artist, but he was a, certainly a very talented and innovative poet uh, as Kanye is like a sort of, you know, like yeah. a, an artist artist who influences other artists uh, and who, you know, through, um, I mean, it's a little controversial, but I, I do think that within the case of Pound, there was also mental illness. Um, and, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, there are two. So, so there are three things that are in the and, mix. And gravita gravi gravitating towards anti-Semitism. Yes. Yeah, there are three things that are in the mix with Khan, with Ye, none of which I think are uh, exculpatory at all. Uh, for I mean, I don't think anyone who has read or heard Ye's recent remarks can seriously deny that they are anti-Semitic and that they are classical, straightforward, un-euphemized anti-Semitic tropes. I think. I think someone for the sake of contrarianism can attempt to make that argument, but that's that, that there's no serious argument. This is anti-Semitism. Oh, um, well, I, I will mention that there was a, uh, at least one person uh, in a sort of um, uh, conservative Jewish uh, magazine that was sort of saying, well, okay, this is anti-Semitism, but it's not as bad as uh, Roger. Sure, sure. Um, people, people can make that kind of, you know, uh, galaxy brain argument if they want but it's anti-semitism yeah is that, yeah, no, I, I, yeah 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 i, I want to like yeah yeah, let, let, yeah. Let's, let's be clear about it, it is a, it's uh, it's anti-semitism but there are i think a few mitigating factors that affect from a few different angles how people are talking about it in Ye's case so on the one hand there's the fact that he very publicly pledged himself to trump and maga a few years ago and is doing so now which means that the maga right has this very you know, crude and obvious incentive to downplay whatever he said, uh, which, you know, I mean, these people have no self-respect anyway, and they've defended plenty of things that are as bad or worse. So, you know, they'll they'll say what they're going to say. I think that can be disregarded by serious people. But but yeah, clearly people on the right are going to argue that, you know, Rashida Tlaib criticizing Israel's occupation is somehow more anti-Semitic than, than Ye uh, saying he's going to go death con three on the Jewish people, which... I mean, which is absurd. Yeah, I want to about the political salience here because he is somebody who, like, I think um, the re actual Republican Party um, Twitter accounts have, you know, like in recent weeks praised him, uh, you know, held him out as an apple. And he was like sort of, you know, held court on Fox News on the Tucker Carlson show. And there has not been, you know, despite the fact that he's made like the most blatantly anti-Semitic comments that one could imagine, um, uh, you know, he has not been uh, criticized by some of the, the people who praised him have not gone back and said, oh, actually, you know, our, our, our bad, you know, this guy's, uh, 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 we can't stand by this guy. Uh, no. I, think, I think that silence of the MAGA people is, is, is significant as well. Like, like, um, well, well, and then I think, meanwhile, I think generally speaking, liberals and the left have have condemned yay and for good reason and i'm sure there are people who are refusing to listen to his music now which is not i mean i might not listen to his new music but i'm not gonna throw away uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or whatever it's called um uh that's that that's just a good album <laughs> it just is but um but uh you know although you can see clearly the hallmarks of his narcissism but i think people on the left are conscious in different ways of the the different um context that 
Ye specifically plays into. So one is a kind of longstanding um, right-wing fixation on Black anti-Semitism perceived and actual. Um, you know, my 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 favorite bugaboo, uh, uh, Barry Weiss, felt the need finally to weigh in on, on uh, Ye and Trump and what they said since she's appointed herself the arbiter of what is anti-Semitism. And she did call them both anti-Semitic. Um, in so many words, but uh, in Ye's case, uh, she she analogized him to Louis Farrakhan, which is not a totally absurd analogy to draw. I mean, Louis Farrakhan has said a lot of blatantly anti-Semitic things too over the years. Um, but I think I think she sort of intended that as part of a long-standing discourse she has on you know black, which is also assumed to be left-wing, even when it's not. And I mean. I don't think, for instance, that either Farrakhan or Ye at this present moment uh, are figures of the left. But I think there's a sort of assumption in right wing discourse that that um, that anyone black who's not a, a you know, Republican politician uh, is is a figure of the left by definition. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that when um, they they say something anti-Semitic that that reflects on the left writ large. Um, and then the other thing that's at work with Ye is that he is very clearly mentally ill. I believe he's diagnosed bipolar, but not seeking any kind of treatment for that. Um, and in fact, you know, as a very, as an ultra public celebrity figure who, you know, can basically behave with impunity, uh, I think his the the extended manic phase that he seems to be in is is not only not being treated but is being indulged and exacerbated yeah. by the media cycle and and by you know all kinds of enablers and yeah there's it, the untreated mental illness and there's also the illness although we it's not seen as society as such but the illness of like extreme wealth and of affluence. Yeah which allows, you know. Well, right, um, and, and, and if you have been listening to his music for years, I mean, there's a clear strain of, of delusional narcissism running through the whole thing that, that animates it. And, and you, I don't want to get carried away with this, it's an aside, but, you know, there's a whole debate to be had about does, does our culture, probably going back to Ezra Pound and beyond, you know, do, do we have a culture of um, worshiping you know, unhinged genius as we see it. And, you know, the, these these brilliant creators who also seem kind of crazy and 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 who are bigoted or problematic in various ways. Do we yeah. do we, you know, enable them, turn a blind eye to them, worship them? I mean, yes, obviously we do. And yeah. I think it's played into this to a point, yeah. although yeah. and actually I would mention like going back, I mean, you know, this is you mentioned pound, but actually going back, I think the classic, you know, romantic genius, you know, was seen as like, you know, uh, anything he did uh, can be forgiven uh, is Richard Wagner. And right. he's like, like, you know, again, that's like, like Pound and, and Kanye and I, I tremendous. Yeah, and, and you know, Michael no, Jackson and, and, and any number of other people. I mean, this is a, a longstanding thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in, in the case of Ye, I actually think to the credit of most thinkers and critics and commentators in, in left and liberal spaces, you know, I mean, I think that was probably at play for a while, as Ye said and did various problematic things over the years. But I think uh, that's kind of done in the last couple of years. I mean, people might still defend his past work. I would. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think anyone wants to defend 
what he's saying about the Jews now uh, or his alliance with Trump. In fact, his alliance with Trump is in many ways and his, you know, sporting the Confederate flag and, and so on. I mean, I think I think the general consensus is that it's kind of desperate and pathetic and sad. And I don't think that the untreated mental illness is an excuse for it, but I do think it's essential context for understanding it. I mean, if you care about Kanye as a human being or as a creator or in any way, you you should, you know, you should want him to be getting treatment and to not be making public comments right, right now. And it's kind of disgusting that, um, you know, people on the right or in the media writ large are are just getting so much mileage out of this. I mean, uh, yay, you know, the best thing for him and for everyone in his life and for the entire culture would be if he disappeared for a while and got help and and hopefully in the long run sought some kind of redemption on the other side of that. But, you know, I, I almost feel, I mean, we're doing it and it's it's an inescapable topic, but I almost feel a little gross talking about him. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. <laughs> I, I, I think you're right. I mean, like, I think, you know, it's something I sort of wrestled with a little bit in terms of, you know, like, should this guy be getting attention? Maybe the best thing is, you know, what Twitter did, which is just like to ban him. Uh, but again, I have to go back, like, to the political salience and to the fact that, you know, like Fox News gave him like a lot of time and they, they did deliberately, you know, as Vice showed through their reporting, they got the, the full uh, tape, you know, they edited it in a way to make him seem more reasonable than he was. Uh, and that seems like a very dangerous kind of, combination to like continue to hold this guy up as a hero uh and then um and then he has anti-semitic comments that are out there you know like well you know, even if his account is banned the statements are out there and anyone can find them uh, it, it just is like a very bad combination so i do think you know the personal tragedy of kanye is a personal tragedy one can be sympathetic but i'm like you know i'm a bit concerned about a political movement that you know wants to you know, have him as as a leader in their alliance and is willing to turn a blind eye to the anti-Semitism. And I think that that applies to Marjorie Taylor Greene as well. Like there's been no condemnation of her tweet. So, yeah, I think he's also a trophy for them. I mean, it's yeah, a form yeah. of, it's a form of lib ownership. They took one of the leading, um, yeah. most, you know, revered avant-garde um, black artists of, of our time and uh, they got him. The, the largely, I think, through mental illness, but they got him. He's one of them now. So they're kind of crowing about that. I mean, it's just, it, it, and also, I mean, just at the most cynical level, if you're Tucker Carlson or whoever, uh, I mean, it, it, it drives engagement, right? I mean, it's some, yeah. everyone wants to talk about yay. Everyone has an opinion about yay. And yeah, it's yeah. harnessing that, that uh, narcissism is how we got Trump and, and it's how we get these various other figures. But with yay, it's, particularly sad because, you know, Donald Trump was always a, a hack and a right winger and a racist and, and a, a, you know, a kind of lowest common denominator celebrity. Ye is a rare case where they've taken someone who who had a lot of uh, admiration and goodwill from, from uh, you know, the kind of cultural elite uh, and the cultural masses. And, uh, and, and, and this is what he's become. And that's, that's fundamentally tragic. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. You know, there's there's a real tragedy here. Uh, but I also want to say, like, I I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, there's a a very cynical political move, and I feel like it's more than just about ratings. It's about you know, 
um, trying to include um, uh, you know the anti-Semitic component of the culture as part of the coalition. Uh, not to say that like you know like everyone in the coalition is an anti-Semite or that even someone like Trump like you know there might be people who have like you know vaguely you know, like um, stereotypical views of Jews but aren't anti-Semites like Trump as you argued. But still they want to have this coalition, and I feel like that. So I, so I, you know, like this is something I think maybe you and I might disagree with, but I do think there's a real political significance here, and it's it's a bit um, to me it's a little bit terrifying, and it is I feel like of a piece of the you know uh, good people on both sides after Charlottesville, um, and of Trump's you know various coded uh, 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 peppy type messages um, that uh, his people have done. I, I I mean. I think big big picture, I agree with you. Big picture, I think that in the um, you know six or seven years that Donald Trump has really dominated the national political scene, um, there's been an, a real mainstreaming of classic anti-Semitism. Um, you know, there have been multiple massacres of Jews, and 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 I do think um, anti-Semitic rhetoric has has been on on the rise. Um, and that the right has found increasingly open common cause with Nazis, just straight up Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. I guess if there's any disagreement, it's I don't particularly think this past week or so has been a, a watershed in that. Maybe I'll be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong, but I think that mostly this seems like business as usual for the Trump era. Uh, it's a reflection of that new reality. Um, it's a continuation of it. But I don't, um, I, speaking as a Jew, I don't feel more unsafe in America than I did a week ago. Mm -hmm. um, I might feel more unsafe in America than I did a decade ago. But, um, but, but I still think that and and my colleagues at Jewish Currents have written extensively about this in multiple um, articles in in print and online that that I implore people to look up. Um, that uh, you know, I I think that there is a a, a tendency on parts of the Jewish left um, to kind of marinate in grievance and a sense of persecution that in some cases often the people we're talking about are extremely privileged and white um and have never experienced you know meaningful oppression of any kind in their life um and uh, you know and i would describe myself in that too um you know in in some cases it it feels almost like like, I don't want to deny the salience of real anti-Semitism where it exists, but I do think that sometimes the direct material threat that it poses to um, affluent white liberal Jews in America can be overstated by them as a kind of um, a kind of posture and also can provide room for uh, the demonization of critics of Israel. Uh, and we haven't and, and actually, I just want to quickly make this point. What's interesting about Ye is so many of the, uh, about his recent comments is that so many of the um, debates about anti-Semitism in America and in the West these days um, revolve around Israel, you know, and discourse around Israel. And is it OK to criticize Israel? And 
is it okay to criticize Israel at all? Is some criticism of Israel okay, but some of it is anti-Semitic? I mean, much of the time, that's what we're debating. When the right goes after, um, you know, various Palestinian figures or or figures allied to, with the Palestinian cause, uh, you know, that's basically what it comes down to. Is it anti-Semitic to say that Israel is an apartheid state? And from my point of view, emphatically, no, it is not. It's accurate. Um, but yeah, actually isn't talking about Israel at all, which in some ways makes it a more straightforward thing. Um, yeah, is 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 just saying that Jews control the media and the culture uh, in in a shadowy cabal and um, and have blackballed him. Um, you know, and and it's part of his. And, and yeah, has said a number of paranoid things that aren't directly about the Jews. I mean, he he has a whole theory about uh, George Floyd in the last week that I don't even feel like getting into but it's just to say he's that's a very standard thing that one sees on the right that it was not like the cop uh you know sitting on his neck that killed right him. it was like oh it was fentanyl right he's blaming fentanyl i mean he's he's living in a paranoid alternate reality and i think marjorie taylor green fully inhabits a, a paranoid alternate reality too yeah. um and uh you know but 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 a lot of discourse around anti-Semitism. I mean, the both sides of, of right-wing and left-wing anti-Semitism that Barry Weiss has been such a pioneer of, essentially, she. I mean, I'm, I think I'm basically accurately um, channeling her, her argument in her book from a few years ago, How to Fight Anti-Semitism, where she says, um, right-wing anti-Semitism is just straightforward Jew hatred. And we can all agree that's bad, which first of all, can we all agree that that's bad? It's not It's not clear to me that all of Barry's political allies and peers agree that that's bad or troublesome. But anyway, we can all agree that's bad. That's easy. That's an easy problem. Uh, sure, it you know massacres Jews periodically, but that's easy. What's hard, Barry thinks, is some, you know, on the left, there are people who criticize Israel. And you know, they, some of them are, are treated as respectable figures. And, and why aren't they treated as exactly the same as neo-Nazis? And that's Barry's real project to equate them. Um, and, you know, my, my political project, uh, the political project of many of my allies is to push back hard on that and to say, no, Israel deserves criticism. There are many left-wing critics of Israel uh, who are Jewish in Israel and in the diaspora and especially in the United States. Um, and uh, we are not self-hating and our perspective is not only valid, but correct. Um, and the, I don't wanna speak for my colleagues at Jewish Currents, but I do think that a lot of our coverage has sort of captured how raising a generalized panic about rising anti-Semitism in the United States has served as cover for the censoring of pro-Palestinian uh, Israel critical voices. Um, and that's something I want to be careful of. Um, I think we can do, uh, speaking for myself, I think I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. I think we can clearly point out that what Marjorie Taylor Greene or what Kanye said is, is anti-Semitism. Uh, and we can also stand up for critics of Israel who have been tarred as anti-Semites. But I do think that's important context to bring to bear here. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think the two things uh, uh, need to be kept in mind. I guess, yeah, I mean, whether it's like more dangerous than a week ago, you know, I, I mean, you might be right. It just 
does seem like there's a constellation of events. I mean, I'm a bit curious as to why it could just be a pure coincidence that, you know, uh, Ye, you know, made uh, these comments and then uh, Trump returned, you know, as you said, to comments that he's made before. Um, uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene felt the need to, you know, like introduce, uh, to try to like tar Soros with Jeffrey Epstein. It, it does seem like, yeah, I, you know, like, you know, one has to like uh, distinguish between um, noise and single. Like, are these just like the cultural noise or is this, you know, like the, the kind of uh, pattern? And I, I guess where my, my worry or my concern is, yeah, I do think that there has been a mainstreaming uh, of anti-Semitism. And I think that there is a kind of, you know, uh, some, um, and without like overstating it, like, you know, like, but there's, it is a, a faction or a, a part of the Republican coalition now um, that pe people, you know, who have power don't want to condemn. And uh, for me, the, 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 that's the sort of point of worry, um, you know, and making all the allowances that I, I, I think you and Jewish Currents, um, your colleagues at Jewish Currents have, you know, also raised, you know, like the need like not to, you know, mar marinate in great grievance. I think that's, that's correct. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just want to register. Like for me, there, there does seem to be like something worrying going on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I think that's actually probably a good place to wrap up because I yes. don't think I, can, I don't think I can seriously dispute that there's a lot of worrying things going on right now. <laughs> okay, we can be agree. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Uh, hopefully, on a uh, 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 happier topic. Uh, yeah, no, I, I look I look forward to it, and and you know I've. Um, I brought a new Jew, uh, Jewish in every familial direction into the world, and I, I hope it's a safe world for her, and I, I certainly intend to do what I can to make it one, so. Yes, no, that's something we should yeah. all work towards, yes. Okay, uh, 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 thank you once again. Thanks, G. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.